Today we will read two texts. The first text is Matthew 24, verse 3 to 28. Jesus taught about the events that will occur at the end of age where we live between his first coming and his return. The Matthew 24, 3 to 28. This is word of God. Now as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, Tell us when will these things be? And what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against the nation, the kingdom against the kingdom, and there will be famine and pestilences. And earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you. And you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will be offended, will betray one another, and will hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because loneliness will abound and love of many will grow cold. But he who endured to the, to the end shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations. And then the end will come. Therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation, des, desola, desolation spoken of the, by Daniel the prophet, standing in the holy place, whoever reads, let him understand. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains, let him who is on, on the housetop not go down to take anything out of his house. And let him who is in the field not go back to get his clothes. But owe to those who are pregnant and to those who are nursing babies in those days. And pray that your flight may not be in winter or on the Sabbath. For then there will be great tribulation such as such as it has not been since the beginning of the word until this time, no, nor ever shall be. And unless those days are shortened, no flesh would be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days will be shortened. Then, if anyone says to you, look, here is the Christ, or there, do not believe it. For false Christ and false prophets will rise and show great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. See, I have told you beforehand. Therefore, if they say to you, Look, he is in the desert, do not go out. Or look, he is in the inner room, do not believe it. For as the lightning comes from the east and the flash to the west, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. For wherever the carcass is, there the eagles will be gathered together. Amen. This is the word of God. The second text is 2 Corinthians chapter 11. 
Second Corinthians chapter 11, 4 to 15. Second Corinthians chapter 11, verse 4 to 15. This is word of God. For if he who comes preaches another Jesus, whom we have not preached, or if you receive a different spirit, which you have not received, or a different gospel, which you have not accepted, you may well put up with it. For I consider that I am not at all inferior to the most eminent apostles. Even though I am I'm untrained in speech, yet I am not in knowledge, but we have been thoroughly manifested among you in all things. Did I commit sin in humbling myself that you might be exalted? Because I preached the gospel of God to you free of charge. I robbed other churches, taking wages from them to minister to you. And when I was present with you and in, and in need, I was burdened to no one. For I have lacked the brethren who came from Macedonia supplied. And in everything, I kept myself from being burdened to someone to you. And so I will keep myself. As the truth of Christ is in me, no one shall stop me from, the, from this boasting in the, in the region of Achaia. Why? Because I do not love you? God knows you. But, I, but what I do, I will also continue to do. What I may cut off the opportunity from those who desire an opportunity to be regarded just as we are in the things of which they boast. For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into apostles of Christ. And no wonder, for Satan himself transforms himself into angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also transform themselves into ministers of righteousness, whose end will be according to their works. The text for the sermon today is Matthew 7. Matthew chapter 7, verse 13 to 20. Chapter, Matthew chapter 7, verse 13 to 20. This is word of God. Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it. Because narrow is the gate, and difficult is the way which leads to life, and there are few who find it. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, 
By their fruits, you will know them. Amen. Today, we will read Belgic Confession. Belgic Confession, Article 29. It is about the marks of the true church. We believe that we ought to discern diligently and very carefully by the word of God what is the true church. For all sects in the world today claim for themselves the name of the church. We are not speaking here of the company of hypocrites who are mixed among the good in the church and who nonetheless are not part of it, even though they are physically there. But we are speaking of distinguishing the body and fellowship of the true church from all sects that call themselves the, ch- the church. The true church can be recognized if it has the following marks. The church engages in the pure preaching of the gospel. It makes use of the pure administration of sacraments as Christ instituted them. It practices church discipline for correcting faults. In short, it governs itself according to the pure word of God, rejecting all things contrary to it, and holding Jesus Christ as the only head. By these marks, one can be assured of recognizing the true church, and no one ought to be separated from it. As for those who are of the church, we can recognize them by the distinguishing marks of Christians, namely by faith and by their fleeting from sin, and pursuing righteousness, once they have received the one and only Savior, Jesus Christ. They love the true God and their neighbors without turning to the right or left, and they crucify the flesh and its works. Though great weakness remains in them, they fight against it by the Spirit all the days of their lives, appealing constantly to the blood, suffering, death, and obedience of the Lord Jesus in whom they have forgiveness of their sins, through faith in him. As for the false church, it assigns more authority to itself and its ordinance than the word of God. It does not want to subject itself to the yoke of Christ. It does, it does not administer the sacraments as Christ commanded in his word. It rather adds to them or subtracts from them as it pleases. It bases itself on man, more than on Jesus Christ. It persecuted, it persecutes those who live holy lives according to the word of God and who rebuke it for its fault, greed, and idolatry. These two churches are easy to recognize and thus to distinguish from each other. Beloved brothers and sisters, in John Bunyan's Pilgrim's Progress, the evangelist shows Christian a narrow path to the celestial city. The way to the celestial city is not a wide and comfortable road, but the narrow and hard road. Along the narrow road, 
Many people mock, tempt, and threaten to, to lead him astray. But Christian cannot leave the narrow road because it is the only way to heaven. With God's help, Christian eventually reaches the celestial city. The Pilgrim's Progress is a novel which illustrates a life of Christian in this world. It reminds us that as we walk the narrow road to heaven, our enemies will continually tempt and threaten and mock us to lead us astray. In Matthew 7.13, Jesus says, Enter by the narrow gate. Because it is the gate that leads to life. And then Jesus said in verse 15, Beware of false prophets. Many false prophets will tempt us as we walk down the narrow path. They will tempt us to the wide gate, to the broad and easy way that many follow. But it is the way to the destruction. Jesus said, at the end of age. False Christ and false prophets will arise and perform great signs and wonder so as to lead astray, if possible, even the elect. So the Lord warns his disciple, beware of false prophets. Matthew seven thirteen to 27 is the conclusion of the Sermon of Mount. After teaching the identity, blessings, and ethics of the kingdom of God in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus concluded with these warnings. In verses 13 to 14, the Lord said that the narrow gate, the hard way with a few people in it, is the way to lead to, to life. But the broad, easy way with many people in it is the way that leads to destruction. In verse 15 to 20, the Lord tells us to beware of false prophets. Verse 21 to 23 tells us that even those who say, Lord, Lord, and even they walk as a prophet and casting out demons and doing many mighty works may not be able to enter the kingdom of heaven. Finally, in verses 24 to 27, Lord says that those who build their houses on the sand will not be able to avoid the collapse on the day of the Lord's judgment, no matter how strong they may appear. After hearing these warnings, we may feel fearful about the certainty of our salvation. Just because many people walk together with us, just because we attended and served the church, and do many mighty works does not mean that we can enter the kingdom of heaven. Just because we practice a seemingly plausible faith does not mean we can avoid the collapse. When you hear the warnings of Jesus Christ, can you stand without fear before the Lord? But even in the anxiety and fear, we can have hope. We can have comfort and assurance because we believe we have the Holy Spirit to ensure our salvation. We belong to, the, to our faithful Savior, Jesus Christ. 
And by His Holy Spirit, our Lord assures us of our eternal life. The reason we should beware of false prophets is not because we fear that our salvation could be canceled. Our salvation comes from God, and we believe God preserves our faith and salvation. Canons of those who teach us, believers themselves can be certain of this preservation of the elect to salvation and the perseverance of true believers in the faith. We do not worry about our salvation because God begins our salvation. But Satan, Satan wants to make a mockery of God's glory by sending false prophets to lead us astray. But we believe that no false prophet can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. In Romans 8, verse 39, the Paul declares, Neither death, nor life, nor angel, nor ruler, nor things present, nor things to come, nor power, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. It is the only reason we can be assured and confident of our salvation as we walk the narrow and hard way in this world. And today, the reason why, why we must beware of false prophets is not to keep our salvation before the glory of God. We must beware of the false prophet to reject God's to reject Satan's evil deception. We must beware of false prophets to proclaim God's glorious salvation and praise Him loudly. That's why we should beware of false prophets today. The word beware of has two meanings in this Bible. The first, it means to know that there are false prophets in this world. And second, it means to be watchful against false prophets. The first, know that there are false prophets in this world. We must remember that Satan tempted Adam and Eve with the lies from Eden. Satan has been doing the work of false prophet ever since Eden. Therefore, God commanded Israel to beware of false prophets from the wilderness. In Deuteronomy 13, 1-3, If a prophet or a dreamer of dreams arise among you and gives you a sign or a wonder, and the sign or wonder that he tells you comes to pass, and if he says, Let us go after other gods which you have not known, and let us serve them, you shall not listen to the words of that prophet, or that dreamer of dreams. Our Lord Jesus Christ taught his disciples about the false prophets in Matthew 24. At the end of ages, many false prophets will arise and lead many astray. He told his disciples that there would be many false prophets. In verse 24, he said, 
for a false Christ and false prophet will arise and perform great signs and wonders so as to lead astray, possible, even the elect. We should not be deceived by flesh signs and mystical wonders which is often used by false prophets. Our Lord taught us who the false prophets are. Look at Matthew 7, 15. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. They can present themselves as Christians among us, as the servants of righteousness. 2 Corinthians eleven thirteen says, For such men are false apostles, deceitful workmen, disguising themselves as apostles of Christ. And no wonder, for even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. It is important to remember that false prophets disguise themselves as Christians and workers of righteousness. Those who explicitly persecute the church cannot shake us. But we must beware of a false prophet who come in the guise of Christianity. Not all Christians who attend the church are true Christians. Not all preachers are true preachers. Not all churches are true churches. Recently, some visitors to my church have told me that they are looking for the faithful preacher and faithful church because of many false preachers who do not faithfully preach the word of God, who preach the word tainted by the secular worldview and sinful ideology, and many false churches that allow such false preachers. We must remember that false prophets come in sheep's clothing. Especially much of the so-called Christian information floating around on the internet today is not the pure truth. Satan is also using the internet to do the work of false prophets. Don't trust internet, but trust the word of God. Listen to the teaching of the Apostle John. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the word. In 1 John 4, 1. The reformer Calvin taught us that the greatest deceiver, Satan, is constantly laying snares to entrap the ignorant and heedless people. He told us that we must discern between the true and false churches. There are true churches in this world with the true preachers who faithfully teach God's word, but there are also many false churches with false preachers who teach a different gospel, a different hope with the sweet words that people like. Reformed Church has stood for faithful preachers and fought against false prophets and false churches throughout its history. The Veldt Confession teaches us the mark of true church. The true church's practices 
the pure preaching of gospel, maintaining pure administration of the sacraments as Christ instituted them, and exercise church discipline for correcting and punishing sins. False churches, on the other hand, assign more authority to itself and its ordinance than to the word of God. They do not administer the sacraments as Christ commanded in his word. They persecuted those who follow true churches according to the word of God. This true church and false church are easily recognized and distinguished from each other. We can distinguish this true church and false church by the word of God. The Westminster Confession of Faith declares that there is no other head of church but the Lord Jesus Christ. Nor can the Pope of Rome in any sense be head thereof. But is that Antichrist, that man of sin and son of perdition, that exalted himself in the church against Christ and all that is called God? Is the Roman Catholic Church's Pope the only false prophet in this world now? Virgin Confession teaches us this. For all sects which are in the world today claim for themselves the name of church. We ought to discern diligently and very carefully from the word of God what is the true church. We must remember that not all churches are true churches. Not all preachers are true preachers. And especially in the internet age, many false prophets cleverly twist the truth on YouTube, on internet. Satan is working with false prophets on the internet. Therefore, Jesus taught us that, second, be watchful against false prophets. When the Lord told his disciples to beware of false prophets, it meant to be alert, not to sleep. It means to be on guard always against false prophets, just as a soldier is on guard duty at night without ship. Peter commanded us, be sober-minded, be watchful, because your adversary, the devil, Crawls against around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. We should remember that our adversary, the devil, is working through false prophets to deceive us like a roaring lion. So we must be ever vigilant against him. Especially, we should remember what is the duty of elders. The Apostle Paul said to the elders of Ephesus Church in Acts 20, Pay careful attention to yourselves and to all flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to care for the church of God which he obtained with his own blood. I know that after my departure... Fierce wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. And from among your own selves 
will arise men speaking twisted things to draw away the disciples after them. The reasons God established elders is to protect the church from false prophets. Elders need to beware of wolves who speak twisted things to draw away the disciples after them. They do not spare the flock. The most important duty of elders is to protect the perpet from false prophets. Elders must examine themselves not to be false prophets. An elder must protect God's church from false prophets. The same is true for parents. God has entrusted his covenanter children to us. What is the important duty of parents? Protecting them from false prophets. Learning truth from parents at an early age protects children from false prophets. Remember what Paul said to Timothy. Knowing from whom you learned it. And how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings. Which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. In 1 Timothy chapter 3. It is far more important for our covenant children to have wisdom. To beware of false prophets. Than for them to be successful in this world. Although the salvation of our children belong to God's sovereignty, our covenant responsibility as parents is to teach our children the word of God without ceasing, lest false prophets deceive them. Moreover, we should remember that it is our heart that we really need to be on guard. Belgian Confession teaches that false prophets and false churches are easily distinguishable from true prophets and true churches. We are not deceived by false prophets because we don't know they are false. We are easily deceived by false prophets because we have fallen nature to love false prophets. Calvin taught that humans have a strong propensity to love false prophets. We love our own honor rather than the glory of God. We love success in this world rather than treasures of the eternal kingdom of God. We want a pleasant and comfortable life rather than to suffer for Christ for a little a while in this world. This is why people love the prosperity gospel, which cleverly mixes success, peace, health, wealth, and honor in this world with the gospel of cross. People and we love the false prophet because they want to claim a little bit of their own effort and merit in addition to the God's grace because they want to exalt themselves. They want to satisfy their desire to love themselves. We must remember that we have this strong, fallen propensity within our heart. We should recognize our total depravity 
of loving false prophets. True prophets who call out repentance make us uncomfortable. The Reformed Church, which proclaim that we have no hope, no boast, and no merit except the grace of God, makes people dissatisfied. In the Bible, the true prophets pierced the people's heart and made them suffer. When Peter preached, the people of Jerusalem were pierced to the heart and repented. But when Stephen preached, Saul and the Jews were also pierced to the heart, but they gnashed their teeth against him and stoned him and killed him. People do not like a true prophet who calls out self-denier, who calls out repentance. Especially in an age of pride today, people don't like a preacher who calls them to repentance. This is the false propensity within humans. And that is why many churches do not accept a faithful preacher. And churches can easily compromise with the false nature of man and get used to sweet preaching that satisfies people. How uncomfortable does it make you today to hear a sermon that tells you that God's word is not what you think it is. God's word does not feed your desire, but rather calls for repentance and obedience. How vehemently or covertly are you rejecting that uncomfortable sermon? This is our false nature. Just as Satan deceived Adam and Eve in Eden with a desire to be God, the desire to be God that lurked in their hearts. False prophets today are deceiving us with the desire to absolutize and idolize our own thoughts that lurk in our heart. We want to absolutize my thought. I want to follow my thought. Reformer Calvin taught us to be on guard against our false nature. Proverbs 4.23 says, Above all things, worth keeping, guard your heart. For it is from it that your life springs forth. Apostle Paul taught, for the time is coming when people will not, people will not endure sound teaching, but having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myth. People do not like a sound doctrine. They do not listen to the truth. They prefer false preachers who sweet their lust and listen to fanciful stories. People don't like a narrow path that leads to life because their nature is totally depraved. It is who we are. It is who we are until the Lord returns. We are, and, and until we are all brought to full glory, we must fight against our corrupted nature that loves false prophets in this world. The Apostle Paul teaches us that we have two minds. There is a one heart that delights in the law of God, but another heart fights against 
the law of God and makes us captive to the law of sin. We have a heart that loves the truth, but there is another strong false nature that rejects the truth. As we look at our fallen heart, we cannot help but lament. So Paul lamented, O wretched man that I am, O wretched wretched man that I am, who can deliver us from our false nature, who can deliver us from our false nature to love false prophets, false preaching. The answer is only Christ. Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. For the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. Only the Holy Spirit can set us free from our captivity to a false propensity to love false prophets. Only with the only with the help of Holy Spirit, we can beware of false prophets. Today, people are becoming more and more wicked and deceitful, deceived. Many people do not like the sound doctrine and true. How we can walk down the narrow path. How we can beware of false prophets. How we can reject the false prophet. Only with the help of the Holy Spirit. Only with the help of the Holy Spirit. We can walk the path of truth. Beloved brothers and sisters. Today is the heyday of false prophet. There are lots of false prophets. Paul teaches Timothy that. Evil people and imposters will go on from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. Deceiving and being deceived. This is where we are. In the last day in which we live, false prophets have become even more wicked and deceiving, and people are easily deceived by their false teachings. And they reject the truth. How can we beware of false prophets? In this heyday of false prophets, the answer is Bible. The Paul goes on to teach the evil people deceiving and being deceived. But, but, but as for you, continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it, and how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writing, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. We need to hold fast to the scripture. Never put your thoughts above scripture. Obey and submit under the scripture. Never compromise the truth with this contemporary secular worldview. Be sober-minded and watchful against false prophets. Abide in scripture, which you have learned and have firmly believed. Read the scripture, meditate on the scripture, and listen to and obey the sermon. 
that teaches the scripture. Listen to the warning of our Lord Jesus Christ again. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. Beloved brothers and sisters, beware of false prophets. <laughs> 